the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. You start to feel like a Democrat. Got nothing to do. You're forward, nothing's on TV. Before you know it, you start thinking like a Democrat, but not in my house. In fact, it was a wonderful holiday weekend. We had absolutely no Democrats at Thanksgiving. And we told old, feeble fascist stories about Joe Biden and his diapers. The the young kids like that because they just got out of diapers. They feel much better than the president. And they already are. We talked about anti-fascism and the fascism that's accepted in the sewer of corruption. Chicago, Illinois in general. So it was a wonderful weekend. And then on our off hours, we went hunting for scumbags who would break into cars in the neighborhood. Because now, I like the idea that there's no cash bail. That applies to me too, right? I mean, I don't have to actually be in the gangster disciples of the Sinaloas. Do I have to just say I'm a registered Democrat to get let out? I hope so. Because in my neighborhood, we're going to patrol them ourselves, at least every time I'm in town. And that's what we like to do, because we're going to make sure that the Democrat scourge that is destroying everything it touches, bankrupting every township, every county, every municipality, we're going to make sure it stays out of the lovely Elmwood Park for as long as I can own property there, which hopefully my wife will say soon we get out. But in the meantime, let's focus on the kind of stupidity, the kind of fascism, the kind of lying, corruption, gangster government in which scum, whores, like Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci could thrive. Which one do you want to go with first? Fauci? All right, let's do that. What happens is that if you look at the anti-China approach that clearly the Trump administration had right from the very beginning and the accusatory nature, the Chinese are going to flinch back and say, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk to you about it. I'm wondering in the protest, does uh, pickle face Fauci, the moron, the whore for Big Pharma, the pay-to-play scumbag that would make old man Daly blush? Does he aware that they're killing people right now in the protests? Who's flinching now? See, what I like about Anthony Fauci is if you listen to him real close, he lets you know what kind of scum fascist pig he is. Because he's not interested in the people any more than he's interested in the people of America. He's interested in the government. So this is a government supremacist. So that's why you're being inundated with Trump having dinner with Kanye West and an apparent white supremacist named Fuentes, which confuses me, but... I don't talk about people in race. I guess you can be a white supremacist if you're not white, right? Or are they white? I don't know. It's all. Ask a couple people that they conquered when they were the Spaniard conquistadors, and I guess they'll tell you anything they want. After all, they're hated. I guess that's good enough to be white now. In the meantime, Anthony Fauci only thinks of governments. See, he's a government supremacist. And this is the real fight in this country. 
You may think it's between black and white or Latinx or Asian. It's not. It's against people who would be free versus the white supremacists. They come in all shapes and sizes, but they only have one character. And that's the character of a despot, of a scumbag, corrupt, fascist pig. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero. None. Not a single solitary rationale for it. I like to focus on the little words, Squirrel. The idea we allow. Who exactly is the we? What do you mean by allow? These are important theories. See, because in a country founded on the individual, there is no we, wet pants. There is no we. There's just people, and we have unalienable rights, which means political whores, pimps, for unions like you are now. By the way, how's the railroad strike going? Not too good, huh? I hear you paint houses, Frank Sheeran. Not too good? You piece of dung. I thought you had that all settled. Yet uh, the railroad union can shut down the economy at $2 billion a day. Why don't they use the Sherman Antitrust Act on the union? Oh, we'll get to that later. In the meantime, allow you don't allow free men to do things. We get to do them because we're free. And if I want to sconce myself in semi-automatic weapons, then guess what I'm called? An American, you feeble, fascist, dementia creep. Did you happen to see the pictures this weekend with the girls behind the window? Did you hear them? I have, uh, there's only one of us that has sound. All the radio. It's me. Hi. Hi. Are you lost, sweetheart? Are you afraid, honey? Well, why don't you come with me? He's a pedophile. I'm convinced of it. I mean, aside from showering with his daughter, the fascist, feeble moron. Why do we allow fathers to shower with their young daughters? Why? I don't. We call that pedophilia. And in most countries, you'd be charged. But here you get elected to the White House, don't you, creepo? Uh, can you talk about what the holdup is, Mr. President? I can't because it's the middle of the negotiations. But, uh, Have my, you been in touch? See, Squirrel, he wanted to say it's in the middle of the negotiations, but the dementia does not allow him to enunciate. So it sounds like... Uh, can you talk about what the holdup is, Mr. President? I can't because it's the middle of the negotiations. But, uh, Have my, you been in touch with involved? parties? Again? My team is going to touch with all the parties in rooms with the parties, and uh, I have—I uh, I have not directly engaged yet. Well, obviously, we know that uh, Sideshow Bob, also known as Kian Jep here, she said that they were uh, in negotiations, and that's how he was elected because he is the organized labor extortion mafia's president. He is the union president, and this is my favorite part about this. This is when you understand what kind of power political corruption has. Because these imbeciles, you are an imbecile if you think you're so important to say, ticket please, that you get to jam up the economy every day until you get your extra days off, sloth. But that could only exist in a corrupt government, in a corrupt economy, where we allow this mafia to run things, the underbelly, to control things. See, because this is about the conductors, and it turns out, Little article, you wouldn't find too many places, but I found it in AdvantageNews.com. Illinois at the heart of the railroad labor dispute with all seven Class A railroads. Turns out right here is where all the labor extortion mafia members work. Now I could take the cheap road and point out the pays, the salary of all the president and the treasury. And you see that these sloths, 
who run the union, who extort both the railroad and the working man, they all make 300000 a year. But that doesn't sell newspapers, as the old expression used to go. What sells paper is the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. Who are you? Which one are you rooting for? And what nobody will focus in on is they're all negotiating with your money. None of it matters if the economy gets shut, shut down because these slots have been earning something they shouldn't for decades. Mediocrity at extremely high costs. And now because they have a stronghold on rail itself, which is why Hunter Biden sat on the Amtrak board since he was 21 years old. Because they are corrupted with the government. And without the government, these roaches would be fired tomorrow and the rails would have to operate on profit and it would save all of us money who have to fund this kind of corruption. Kind of like O'Hare Airport. Turns out they got $7 billion for their new terminal. We all focused on the $8.5 billion that they stole. I mean, after all, it wasn't like the people who work at O'Hare actually got the money. These were the new fat-ass guidos who sit on the sideline, give 30 back to the political who are Democrats, and then they legislate for more money. And they pretend that we're expanding O'Hare. That's why it still smells like a urinal, and there isn't a straight board in it. It has nothing to do with the actual O'Hare. It's about the corruption that makes it operate. The new runways. Just like the railroad. And don't worry. The where's your ticket please with their pillbox hats on are going to get the extra days off in the money. Because who's negotiating? Political whores that the union bought against union thugs that simply want to have more money so they could give them more bribes. So don't fret. The rail will go down. And Joe Biden is exactly where the gangster government wants him at the head of it because he has plausible deniability. You see, he's clearly riddled with dementia. Mr. President, when will you meet with new congressional leadership? Oh, my what? Meet with new congressional leadership? <laughs> you ask the most unusual questions when I get to Washington. You ask the most unusual questions when I get to Washington. She said new congressional leadership, stupid. New. That means you're probably going to have to wait till they're sworn in. Uh, little details, 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 details. When will you get your annual physical, Mr. President? When do you think I need it? <laughs> you just had a- yeah, I think you have dementia, and I think you wear diapers. I think there's a reason your socks are wet. I can figure out I filed, follow the trail. I know you're not only incontinent, you're incompetent. And it's true. It's probably a prerequisite to be a Democrat, isn't it? We'll get to you, Fetterman, in a little while. But in the meantime, I'd really like to focus on the kind of corruption and the kind of sway and the kind of distractions that this Marxist propagandist called the media really, really is distracting the nation with. It's a new fallout this morning after former President Donald Trump's dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Kanye West and a white supremacist. Our chief Washington correspondent, John Carl, has more on how Trump is now responding. John, good morning. Did you ever hear of this from what these kids were? Did you know about him before? Yeah. You know, he's 24 years old, 24 years old. He's a punk kid. He was born in 1998. His name is Fuentes, which leads me to believe he's not a caucasoid. And if he is, does it matter what a 24 year old moron thinks? I mean, I guess unless you're a Democrat and he's preaching eco-Nazism or if he's in a Ukraine and he's practicing and preaching real Nazism, does it really matter? Good morning, Wit. Even for Donald Trump, this was outrageous. He dined at Mar-a-Lago with Kanye West, who has been condemned, uh, widely condemned, for a recent string of blatantly anti-Semitic statements. And as if that were not enough, Kanye West brought along to the dinner a white supremacist named Nick Fuentes. This- 
You know, I've been to Mar-a-Lago Squirrel. It's a country club, really. He lives in the top residence. They have an entire middle section that is the clubhouse. There must be seating in there for 200. Then he has a banquet hall. The banquet hall can seat 400. So they want to paint you a picture as if he sat at a table for five with Nick Fuentes and Kanye West, which isn't what he did. But Trump always surrounded himself with morons who weren't qualified. He's a celebrity. And that's what Kanye West used to be. This is somebody who has been widely uh, banned on social media for hate speech. The dinner happened just before Thanksgiving and exactly. So how many people have been banned from Twitter, from YouTube? I've been banned on both and it wasn't hate speech. It's because I pointed out what a mafia the government is run by a mafia boss, Joe Biden, and his crack smoking bag man of his son. That's why I, I was pulled off. Not hate speech. Fact speech. But as the Chinese will tell you, it's not the facts we're afraid of. It's them getting out. One week after uh, Trump announced he is running for president again, his meeting has been widely condemned uh, by the Anti-Defamation League, by the White House. Uh, The man who served as the ambassador to Israel under President Trump said in a statement, quote, to my friend Donald Trump, you are better than this. Even a social visit from an anti-Semite like Kanye West and human scum like Nick Fuentes is unacceptable. Now, I agree. Anti-Semitism. And white supremacy, neo-Nazism is outrageous. Outrageous. It's one of the primary reasons I did not want to fund the Azovs and the tornadoes calling themselves Ukraine to this day. You see, they were killing their own Jewish people because they were Jewish and they spoke Russian for eight years. But our government didn't take a stance against racism and anti-Semitism. Our government funds it. Through the scum, shorten the pants, Irish Don, Joe Biden. They fund it to the tune of $70 billion and nobody wants to talk about the money and nobody wants to talk about where it is and who exactly has it. But I want to talk about what Ukraine is. Yes, I do, because I don't buy the tagline and the T-shirt. I'm still interested in the guy that got away with $150 million in a suitcase. But I want to talk about what happens, how it really works. So I found somebody. An American, an American of color who believes in freedom, who believes in righteousness. And he pointed out something that we should pay attention to. So this piece on the Peace Corps website about African-Americans that are going to the Ukraine. By the way, Honey Bunny, did you beep out the word? Because he says it in here. Okay, so I can't play the tape. I'll play it after the break. The Peace Corps on its website warns black Americans who buy the government spiel on the Ukrainian war that when you get there, they're going to call you the worst word in the world. And they do it, but it's okay. They're just stupid. They're not racist. They're full of Nazis. Of course, then explain the schwastikers on their uniforms. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. Why was it blinking? All right, I just want to—I want to set the stage for you because when I watch this kind of stupidity, you actually realize—you actually realize who the Democrats kind of hang their hat on: the corrupt labor extortion mafia unions, the corruption of lobbyists, both here and abroad, and morons that are too stupid to figure it out, called Democrat voters. 
This is how they hang their heads. So they're going to distract the nation. They're going to rally up their own Democrat morons. And they're going to tell them that a president with Jewish grandchildren, Jewish grandchildren, whose CFO was Jewish, who has surrounded himself with friends, primarily not Caucasian, vast majority from Russell Simmons to others who uh, loved Donald Trump when he was giving money to uh, the scum Schmuck Schumer in New York. They loved him then. They want you to believe that now Donald Trump, who was the catalyst in why Israel now has Jerusalem as its capital. He's an anti-Semite and a white supremacist. All right. So let me let's set the table here. To a new fallout this morning after former President Donald Trump's dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Kanye West and a white supremacist. Our chief Washington correspondent, John Carl, has more on how Trump is now responding. John, good morning. Good morning, Whit. Even for Donald Trump, this was outrageous. And you know what's funny? They're going to have Irish gypsies who are short in the pants and their wives walk around with that sexually frustrated look like uh, Joe Walsh's wife. They walk around like that. And Joe Walsh, who on these airwaves said the N-word. You remember that? I remember that. As he now sits on CNN condemning a supposed and accused 24-year-old moron white supremacist going to Mar-a-Lago, and he has credibility. Because if you chant whatever this Marxist mafia chants, all of a sudden you're an expert. And it, it prevents them from thinking. I like to make them think. So let them think about what anti-Semitism and Nazis really do. They're called Azovs, and everybody's known it. They're called tornadoes. They're called the Ukrainian army, the Ukrainian military, that we've given tens of billions. We think it's 71, but it could be 90. And in the meantime, when you buy the shtick and the propaganda and you say, I'm going to go help through the Peace Corps, here's what you can expect. So this piece on the Peace Corps website about African-Americans that are going to the Ukraine to help people, to help people who are running away from being murdered uh, or killed or if we believe everything the news says, ran from their homes, etc. To African-Americans and from an African-American first point of view, from a peaceful core worker, it is not uncommon for Ukrainians to refer to African-Americans as the N-word, as a <laughs> Volunteers of color may be called a monkey or may see children's games with blackface, making fun of black people. Being aware of the history of dehumanization for people of African descent may help inform where this comes from. It does not justify it. It will be at your discretion to determine the intent. No matter the intent, staff recognize the impact that hearing the word may invoke hurt or anger. And they were embroiled in a civil war, killing Jews for being Jews in Russia. And they spoke Russian for eight years. Let's give them money. What could go wrong? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia Kodvitska was caught by the authorities in neighboring Hungary carrying cash stashed in suitcases. Kodvitska is the wife of... So this weekend, as you heard these political whores and pimps tell you to buy the tagline and believe the gangster government, why don't you pull your head out of your ass and pay attention to something, moron Democrats? 
Or do you all want a job at O'Hare? 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. My eyes are getting weary. I love that show. Back is getting tight. I never watched it. I'm sitting well, it was here in Aaron. traffic on the Queen I just discovered tonight. Fantastic show. Cream Puff Jim, you're short in the pants and Irish and on a municipal pension. How was your weekend? Hi, Sean. I just hope the president, though, uh, I've got my fingers crossed. The second part of the apple, I think, will announce that Christmas Eve. What do you think? Wait, wait I, I, for some reason, I had a bad connection. The president, you're talking about Joe Biden with the wet socks. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, talking to me, I'm talking about the president, though, oh, announcing that Christmas Eve for a second vote at the Apple. Oh, you think he's going to You think he's going to run oh, again? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me. I think he's a weekend at Bernie's now. No, no, no. I'm afraid not. He's, every Monday, bookie, I want to stop the, bookie, the show. The, bookie, the bookie's got him. You can get now. You can get him at 3-1 to one now, but it'll be 2-1 to one by Christmas Eve. I'll bet you 20 so. he's taking a dirt nap. Oh, no, no. All right. He, he'll be there. He he'll be there, pal. Doesn't he look like no, no. a reverend in Poland? He looks better than anybody I, I saw at his age. There's nobody around that he looks as good as he does. Man, oh, man. Trump looks, like, looks like he's ready to fall off of a pillar. You know, I, I know why compared you say that. Compared to Biden. I know why you say that. Because you if, you took, if you took Biden, if Biden and Trump boxed it, it went out in the alley and boxed, I guarantee you they'd have to pick up uh, Come Trump. On. Jim, you're on a stretcher. You're already on, on a pension. stretcher. You don't Come have on, to, man. You don't have to kiss that Irish ass anymore. You're just used to <laughs> it, right. aren't you? You like the taste of it, don't you? Yeah, you do. He wants a race. He looks fantastic. He looks like the preacher in Poltergeist, and he's just as creepy. Oh, I'll sing you a song till your mom comes back. Do you see him sniffing? God sniffing the glass. You know, that's what I love about these Democrat voters, like Jim. This doesn't even bother him. The, the allegations by his own daughter of showering with her, the, the, the years, the decades of footage, the accused rapist in the office, they discount it all because he delivers the pension. La Cosa Nostra. Get that job, huh? How's that going? What's going on with the pension negotiations? Do you know what the holdup is? I don't know what the holdup is. Uh, can you talk about what the holdup is, Mr. President? I can't because it's the middle of the negotiations. But, uh, Have my, you been in are touch you with the parties? All aboard! Hold up the whole country. Nobody wants to hit them with antitrust, though, huh? Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. What's up, kid? Oh, yeah, I got something, you know, uh, important. But let me give you a little, backdrop, or a little bit of uh, background for it. Listen, the uh, government here is uh, supposed to be so worried about the uh, election and uh, integrity and everybody getting every vote counting and everything. And uh, here they're about to steal this thing in Arizona where there's thousands of people that didn't get to vote and everything, and they don't give a damn. No. But here's the deal. All right. So, all right. But our FBI, I guess they had $5 million to spend for some kind of uh, contraption. It's an app called yeah. Pegasus from Israel so that they can go on and see how, what our political leanings are when they go snooping in on our uh, yeah. uh, emails and stuff like that. 
Yeah. We're in trouble, uh, Sean, with this. Here. We're worse than the uh, red, red uh, Chinese here. You could, think, you could thank W. Bush for that. That's, that story's old about Pegasus. And the government uses it to spy on me, which, you know, I don't care. I hope they learn something. And I wish the FBI agents would tell me which one of their hooker wives has my watch from the 80s. Because I know they like to marry the town pump. And somebody's got my Gucci watch. In the meantime, I know exactly what they're doing they're spying on it because i'm the one that is the threat to the government because i will not go quietly into servitude to a corrupt gangster government so i believe in all of those old principles where the government is supposed to represent the people not rule over them but the fbi can't afford for that because they'd understand that somebody might look into what all that money's going for the fbi and what good are they as they've allowed the democrat la cosa nostra to seize every aspect of our government in certain hubs Bonnie, Harvard. Hi. Um, I would like to strongly recommend that everybody watches that new documentary, Died Suddenly. Yeah. It's the, it's the morticians who are finding out what's going on inside of the bodies of people who died suddenly. Mm-hmm. and The blood um, clots. You're talking about the blood clots. It's not blood clots. It's not blood clots. What is it? It's some kind of a fibrous protein that uh, they, they pull it out, and one mortician said that it looks like rubber bands. The other one said it looks like um, calamari. Well, well, that one was Italian. Let me ask you this, Bonnie. Have you heard? I mean, I've been doing it for a year. Dr. John Campbell, the unexplained uptick in deaths in age groups from 18 to 49. Aside from the fentanyl, the major uptick in every country that is implemented and forced their people to take the vaccine. This is something I've been talking about for at least a year. I mean, nobody bought it. And I would be saying this, by the way, if Trump would have been recognized as the winner in the election. I'd be saying this regardless of who's, whoever the president is. Because the idea that the government was able to force an experiment onto the people at this point, and I do have friends and family that were forced to take it because they didn't want to lose their job and all the rest of it. I have friends and close family. I, I'm very sympathetic to that. But that's where you have to draw the line. That's when it's worth losing your money. Because the government, from what it looks like, has poisoned its citizens. Thank you very much, Bonnie. But we're talking about a cover-up. Right. I mean, there's all kinds of cover ups going on and nobody wants to talk about the cover ups. The Washington Post editorial board had an interesting piece on this recently. I don't know if you read it, but about the secrecy regarding the origins. And it says the world owes those who died six million people, but probably twice that or more to be better prepared in the future. The cover up is immense and still in place. China should now agree to a full and thorough scientific. Fauci is going to cover for China because Fauci is a scumbag in the tank in bed an asset of the Chinese government. He's proven himself to be an asset of the government. He's proven himself to be an asset of Big Pharma because he's a whore. And after all, what do you expect? He's a Democrat who's worked in the government since 1968. The cover-up isn't where the virus came from. We all know it was man-made. It was created. It was invested in by Big Pharma, Dr. Fauci, and all totalitarian governments who knew that once they released this weapon on the world, everybody would be the subject of a corrupt government. Worked as planned. The real cover-up is what was the vaccine and why are so many people dying unexplained? 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists. 
are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, I'm constantly monitoring news. I could give a rip about men in tights chasing balls, pretending they're from the home team. I mean, it's so ridiculous. And I certainly don't care about those inbreds in guitar, guitar, cutar, whatever. The guy married to his first cousin, that fits about 80% of them. And their kick of the ball at mobile homes called Soccer World Cup. I don't, I, do, you, do, you, do you watch that, Squirrel? You're a young man. You watch it? I mean, a bunch of guys running around in shorts kicking balls at, at, at the goals the size of a mobile home. I mean, really? Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was your weekend? Good. Would you ever watch a game of soccer that your granddaughter wasn't playing in? I mean, I watched when the kids played. No, not at all. Not at all. I kept telling my kids, do that kick slide, kick slide. And they made me stop yelling at But go ahead. What I wanted to say is you've been talking like uh, when Trump... Uh, announced uh, for his presidency. You said he should have held off because uh, it gives the Democrats uh, something to hide behind. Well, this dinner that he had with this uh, Yay or Kanye West, uh, don't you think that's just something else? Uh, well, that's what I mean. They're they're hide you, behind he's back so they the... don't have to talk about anything? He's about ba- the border of Ukraine? Exactly. Or... It's my point. He's back in the news on a daily basis. The biggest scandal, as far as I'm concerned, is that another, another Ukrainian government official absconded. He's absent, and they can't find tens of millions. Another one. Not just the one with the wife with the $150 million in a suitcase. And now this dimwit in diapers that, that ass-kissers short-in-the-pants Irishman in Chicago vote for, he's advocating for more billions. We don't even know what the total is. The only argument is, is it $70 billion or ninety? And then you have what's happening economically in this country. And the union scumbags are going to shut down the economy again. And, you know, this is the part that you, this should be unavoidable. They should be forced to talk about it. But yet I got it on right now. CNN, Trump dinner with Ye. Right. Talking about Trump. I mean, he's taking away everything. Uh, you want to know what he uh, should have done? He should have fled the country. He should have fled the country and said, you know what? I don't want to live in a country that has no voter integrity. I don't want to live in a country where the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Justice, all are arms and Gestapo for the Democrat mafia. I don't want to live in it. I have 50 properties all over the world. I'm going to go stay here. Let you people reap what you sow with the Biden administration. Call me when you want me. That's what he should have done. Maybe if you get all of them and give him some advice. I like that, Rich. All right, do me a favor, Squirrel. Call Mar-a-Lago. Thank you very much. Tell him uh, I'm Ye's friend. See what happens. Wrong. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. But listen to the way that story is publicized. He dined at Mar-a-Lago with Kanye West, who has been condemned, uh, widely condemned, for a recent string of blatantly anti-Semitic statements. And What's more anti-Semitic than Nazism killing their own citizens? You know the ones. Mostly they would, they would consider white people first, white people first, Indian people, Arabic people, before black people. As long as you are black, no one likes you. I remember they punched a certain black guy, a policeman in Ukraine, punched a certain black guy for nothing. No, honey, it's not for nothing. It's because he's part of the Azovs. You could tell by the swastika on his arm. Granted, it's been tweaked a little bit, but that's a Nazi symbol. And we're giving them money? 
I agree with the media. If there's a Nazi that went to Mar-a-Lago, it's outrageous. See, I don't like Nazis. I never did. Take great satisfaction as I come from a long line of Nazi slayers. It's true. And in the meantime, I refuse to give money to a corrupt country that not only killed its own citizens for being Jewish and speaking a language they didn't like, but because the government had been infiltrated by Nazis. Who would vote for this? And then you wonder, doesn't matter who votes for it. My name is Raquel Contichessi. I'm a Maricopa County resident. Um, There's a lot to say, but a lot's already been said at the last meeting in this meeting. You have had people personally come up here and testify of their personal experiences um, as a voter, as a poll worker, and as an poll watcher. I was also an observer, and I can let you know that there were multiple problems going on, just as you've already heard and that you guys are already aware of. I think one... No, no, no. There, There were no problems, honey. They counted... And counted until the Democrats won. They needed them to win to keep this money laundering mafia called the government in power. That's how the game is played, just like every other third world gangster government run country. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I really am looking forward to talking to my next guest. I want to remind you something. Um, During the Civil War in Ukraine for the last eight years, it created a refugee issue. There's been refugee issues as all governments start to either go to war with other governments or attack their own citizens. And the refugee problem among Ukrainian people, citizens who were being displaced for war and other reasons, was outrageous. It was $2.9 million, uh, million people. However, the Venezuelans since 2015 is 6.9 million people because their government was killing them and imprisoning them. We're not talking about that. In fact, what we're doing now is enriching that very government. I wanted to bring on Jeff Mordock, the Washington Times. As you know, he's one of my favorites, and he always writes cutting-edge pieces, and he's already written about this. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm very aggravated at the, uh, the duality of morality in this country today. It's outrageous to me. As um, we get to pick and choose the atrocities we're going to fund, and then we, we always seem to be funding and enriching governments that abuse and kill their people, whether it's China or, in this case, Venezuela. I find it to be nauseating. Well, it's interesting um, because this goes against a lot of what he has, the president has stood for since uh, taking office. He has um, talked about you know cutting back on drilling to preserve the, preserve the environment. He has talked about standing up to autocracy and dictatorship. And he's really made this sort of the principles of his administration, at least that's what he's put out there. So to come back and 
give a reward to Venezuela that involves oil drilling is somewhat surprising. And is there any explanation as to why he will not give that reward to Americans, to American businesses, to American towns, to American counties where oil companies could not only drill here, but deliver a cleaner product for the environment? Is there any excuse for this kind of stupidity or is it just another circle of corruption? Well, that question was asked at today's White House press briefing, that exact question you just posed. And uh, they were the, John Kirby took that question. He was very defensive about it and argued that they are supporting drilling and mentioned that the president has approved over 9,000 drilling permits. Um, so they're extremely offensive. So they're extremely defensive, I meant to say, about that question. But uh, they don't seem to offer an answer for it. now. Well, the other thing is it's a, it's a, it's a convoluted lie. Because although they, they, they've authorized said permits, they cancel leases and they restart the, the licensing process again. And it's within this process that I'm infuriated. It seems to me the only place they could get, get away with bald-faced lying is the American government. Governments. They openly lie to reporters. They openly lie to people. And when you're faced with, with an issue of their climate agenda and you see that their new... Uh, uh, implementation of new rules that they pick out of a shoe will impact American companies that are already working for the government to the tune of $604 billion. How do they justify this? Well, they can't. That's that's sort of the problem, is they can't. So they sort of dodge and demure and don't really ever answer the question and talk about the 9,000 leases in vague terms. And, you know, it's funny because all of the spin that I've heard since the Ukrainian-Russian war, all of it, is that it's a terrible uh, move by Putin because what he's going to do is drive up costs for a variety of citizens around the world of energy. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, what he's going to do is uh, enrich other foreign dictators and himself. When I keep thinking about the Biden policies, isn't that exactly what he's doing? Only the citizens he's hurting is, are American? Well, that's exactly right, because why, you know, why not bring this business here? Why should this business be in Venezuela? Um, it, it's not a country that's really done much to deserve lifting of the sanctions. And it, it, if you're going to why and why is it more environmentally safe to do it over there than it is here? Um, if that's why we can drill is for environmental reasons. Why don't those environmental reasons apply in Venezuela, which, as we know, have much, much, much less uh, restrictions than we do? And the impact of um, what's happening on our southern border is primarily driven by Venezuelans fleeing the dictatorship of Maduro. So how does this work? We have to buffer the costs of of housing the, the Venezuelan refugees, which I think they should start calling them that, as they make up 40 to 60 percent of all illegal alien border crossers. So we pay for all of that, and at the same time, we're enriching the very dictator that's chasing them from their homeland. Shouldn't there be some kind of a connection made, and, and that he only is given this money from Chevron and American oil companies if he somehow increases the standard of living among people he's chasing out of the country? You would you would think that <laughs> you would think that that would make sense. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's somewhat surprising, and I don't know what they've done to earn this. I mean, even if you want to take the environmental issue out and just focus on Venezuela here. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Venezuela is meeting with the opposition groups, and basically they've set up a meeting to have a meeting 
to talk with um, opposition groups about setting up free and fair elections and human rights, etc. So it's not even like there's been a tangible accomplishment here. It's a meeting to have a meeting. <laughs> you know, Jeff, government is so insane. It's like watching third graders pretend to have businesses and pretend to be accomplishing something. Having a meeting to have a meeting. Uh, well, well, we are sinking in the quicksand of government corruption and failure and inflation and the rest of it. What do you think the tolerance is among American citizens for this kind of nonsense and this kind of failed government policies? I- well, see, the thing is, I don't think most Americans are aware of this. This got very little play over the weekend. And, for example, one of the things I thought was interesting is I look, as I do in every story I, I write, regardless of which administration, Republican or Democrat, um, proposes it, I always look for opposition and pushback from whichever side. It's a Republican president, a Democratic pushback, a Democrat president, Republican pushback. I did not get Republican pushback uh, in terms of statements until after 5 o'clock tonight for a story that broke uh, Saturday around noon. So I'm not even sure what the delay is. So to answer your question, I don't think most Americans are even aware of it. I mean, it took the Republican Party three days to put a statement out uh, opposing it. If you had to take an IQ test to vote, not only would that solve our problems, my question is this, would it be considered a poll tax if we stopped letting morons vote for people they like and they like the cut of their suit? I mean, what the hell is going on? Well, I, you know, again, it's, you know, the stuff gets better. People aren't aware of it. And I think that that's part of the problem. I mean, it's, it got, this got very little fanfare. And I think it's something people don't understand. I think, it's hard to explain because it's really hard to understand what they accomplished, what they did to deserve these sanctions lifting, and also how you square it with what the administration has been saying. Should I be nervous that uh, during the G20, Biden got together with Turkey's president, I guess we're calling him, and uh, uh, skipped the dinner? I mean, I never like when he's in closed-door meetings with other dictators. It tends to lead to massive decades of corruption. Should I be nervous about this? Um. So far, I, I think we're okay. I don't know what we, what uh, you know, we haven't seen much come out of that meeting. So you know, I don't. I, I think right now you don't need to worry about being too nervous. All right. So it's not like the ground lane of Hunter Biden working for Burisma. Don't get nervous. He's not been announced as the as the second on any oil company in Turkey. Uh, let me ask you this. Joe Biden and the railroad unions. I thought we solved the problem. There was a big celebration. Everything was going to be great. Now it looks like the guys with the pillbox hats that call themselves conductors and it kept bothering me for my ticket when I used to take the train. Looks like they could shut down the American economy at two billion a day. Is anyone worried about this? Uh, they are so much so that right before uh, I got on the phone with you, I saw President Biden had issued a statement calling on Congress to take action to try to avert this rail strike. Um, We'll see. I mean, he, he, if Congress is going to move, they've got to move and move quickly because we're looking at 12 days. Uh, December 9th, I believe, is the deadline. So we're looking at roughly 12 or 13 days here to get this done and get this moving and not shut down our whole infrastructure right before the, um, right before, uh, the holidays. Now, you know how much respect I have for you and your writings. Um, I'm going to ask your opinion, which I don't know if you get asked a lot just on a story you didn't write. Should any union, any organized labor organization, have the kind of power that can shut down the entire economy at the cost of $2 billion a day? Or should that union and other unions, as they collaborate with each other, be hit with an antitrust act? 
Well, I think it depends. I, 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 it's hard to make a generalization on that because it depends on what part of the economy that that union is representing, how many people are part of that union. Um, this is one of the more incredibly powerful unions. Um, so I think it, it remains to be seen here, what, what the government will and what they should do. Fascinates me because this is what the government tells us when in, in, so, in so something so simple as a stock merger. Oh, we can't do that. They control too much of the market. And now here I am hoping that gangsters can cut deals with politicians they funded. And it all boils down to the last minute. And if they don't play it out or if they want to be dramatic, they're going to forever jam up a supply chain that they can never get working anyway. This is something I think most people should be presented with, at least the fact that the the unions themselves have given 80 percent of their money to the very Democrats who are in the government. And why can't we work out this deal? I think, well, because everybody's looking for something and nobody wants to take a step back and um, and not focus on themselves. And they, they're looking for what can they get out of it, what's going to happen for them. And there's very little focus on what this means for people like you and me. Now, in Chicago, that just makes citizens wish they were in the mafia. Do you think the do you think the whole country has adopted that philosophy, or do you think in general, if you had to kind of guess the temperature of the nation, do you think that they're as mad as I am that these unions can shut down the economy, or they want to see them grow? What do you think? I think it really depends on the side of the aisle that you are, but I think most Americans are getting frustrated, especially if this happens. Um, and we've seen it. We've seen the number of increases in strikes since the president um, since the president took office. Because the unions are feeling more of a um, more of a power than they've ever felt before. Is there any kind of questioning of what's going on with the voter counts in Arizona? Um, or is this something that, you know, you, it, it seems to me, as I obviously believe that there has been voter fraud and it's been forced through. And once they get this mystical, magical certification, there's no even audit. Do you think that? Some people are getting suspicious as, as, as this kind of thing happens, or do you think that more people, if they're tribal, are more secure in their tribe? See, on the voter counts in Arizona, I, that's not something I've been covering. It's something I've been following through reading in our paper and reading other papers. So it's not something I really opine on just because I just haven't, I haven't put in the work myself. Uh, to cover that story, um, I've just been reading the work of our other reporters. So do you think it'll be Fetterman versus Kanye and The Rock? How do you think it'll turn out in 2024? I think that would be the most fun election we've ever had. Yeah, let's ride this puppy like the tidy bull man. In the meantime, Why not? I'm going to keep reading the articles of Jeff Mordock at The Washington Times. Thank you so much for making yourself available. I appreciate it. Sean, always. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. So I must have sent the lovely honey bunny 40 clips. And I tried to restrain myself, but there was so much news. It's amazing the news dump that happens on the holiday weekend. It really is. I'm still very aggravated about the idea that voter fraud and election thievery is now accepted. We know it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen when there's Democrats. But I'm wondering, uh, do people just expect it now? And is it something like when you see money go into O'Hare Airport, you know that the Guidos are just going to steal it? 
Is that just what happens now? My name is Raquel Contichessia. I'm a Maricopa County resident. Um, there's a lot to say, but a lot's already been said at the last meeting in this meeting. You have had people personally come up here and testify of their personal experiences um, as a voter, as a poll worker, and as an, and poll watcher. I was also an observer, and I can let you know that there were multiple problems going on, just as you've already heard and that you guys are already aware of. I think one issue that's kind of not being highlighted enough is that in drawer three, when the tabulate, when the polls close, when the last voter leaves, when um, the equipment is being taken down, when tabulators were opened, there were at one site in particular of someone I know, they did not separate drawer three ballots from the tabulated ballots. That's in the tabulator. In my per- so, do you understand what that means, Squirrel? They didn't separate. Which means they could run the ballots again. In particular, they could run the ballots that they like again. Once the ballots are in the machine and they're in the box, the names are detached from them. And what's the system to audit? The count. Do you know that system? Nobody does. Don't worry. And all of it goes away as long as you certify this thievery particular um, site they did at least initially try to rerun the drawer three ballots but then at that point and there was only two that ever you know took from I don't know the hundreds that they were trying to rerun they commingled the untabulated ballots of drawer three with the tabulated ballots there is no way to ever sort that and track that those are lost votes so you caught this there's suspicion does that mean that the citizens who are aware of this the citizens who go to the hearing the citizens who reject you just steamroll them i'm I'm curious is this the democracy that we were supposed to protect or is this the mobocracy that allows a corrupt government to work outside of parameters of checks and balances or even audits or law itself because this is a rogue election and then you realize who's the president, who it benefits, and how this game really works. An FBI investigation has nothing to do with whether or not our office will be vigilant on behalf of ratepayers. City Club of Chicago President and ComEd lobbyist Jay Doherty sat in the front row as he listened to Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul address the ongoing FBI investigations into alleged political hiring and contracting at utility giant ComEd. Do you know what this short-in-the-pants Irishman This lobbyist scum scourge of the Democrat Party. Do you know what the outcome of this was? In which the people were subjected to an organized crime syndicate run by Mike Madigan in conjunction with an international monopolist supplier of energy to Illinois. The outcome was $75,000 this lobbyist had to stroke a check. And that's it. And you don't think it's worth stealing an election? I think it's worth stealing an election. And so did the Democrat scourge. And then there's so many of the other ways they make money. Well, folks, Nancy Pelosi's back at it again. People like to say, you want to know what the best stocks are to buy? Just look at what Congress is buying. And here's what Nancy Pelosi is up to. Folks, just hours after expressing her support for a bill called the CHIPS Bill, which will provide $52 billion in manufacturing grants and investment tax credits and up to another $200 billion to boost a scientific and tech innovation, which in my opinion is basically just a big old stimmy check for American chip companies 
funding their research and development. Just hours after this, guess what Nancy Pelosi did? She disclosed that she dumped about $2 million of Visa stock and basically used that to help her fund the purchases of over $3 million of NVIDIA shares, which is an American chip. Do you think there'll be an audit? From the new Gestapo IRS agents? Or do you think maybe the forever bothering Italians, Federal Bureau of Incompetence, will look into this? Over the course of your career, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information you received from you? No. Absolutely not. No. He never made a stock purchase based on information. He can make a hammer stink, though. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Why do the never-Trumpers want to call? Wallow in it, scumbags. And that's what I tell all the Democrats. Wallow in it, scumbags. That's why when 42 people are shot from Thanksgiving to Monday morning in the sewer of Chicago, not a mention. Not a mention. But I have a feel-good story for you before we get on to more news. Carjacking victim disarms offender, beats him about the head, neck, breast, and chest area with his own gun, prosecutors say. Prosecutors say Chicago man disarmed a would-be carjacker and beat him the way that son of a dog deserved to get his ass kicked, although he didn't finish him off. He's got a defense attorney, and the defense attorney says that Richard Rubio, probably a white supremacist, right? Richard Rubio, 30, charged with attempted aggravating vehicular hijacking with a firearm who was luckily disarmed and beat senseless. Rubio's defense attorney says he was trying to get a truck driver's license by carjacking some innocent people. No, his defense attorney is as smarmy a scumbag as they come. He's not, he doesn't have enough clout to get in on the investment vehicles of Ed Burke, like the table of wisdom LLC that the judges are on. So he's working as a slip and fall attorney, making excuses for degenerates that not only rob and rape and pillage, But they are part of the Democrat base. And it explains why these cities, led by Democrat scum, are all imploding. Let's go to uh, one of my favorites. You know the old joke. New York invented political corruption. New Jersey perfected it. Chicago made it an art form. So there's a better hope in New York. And they're run by a complete moron that has a very tailored $6,000 suit. Have you received approval for state or federal aid for the one billion migrant crisis? Uh, no, still, you know, we're still in uh, conversations um, and we, we're going to have a plan A and a plan B. That's, that's how I operate. Uh, you know, we need help. You know, we spent a lot of money. Uh, this was a national problem and it was a state problem. And- the reason that I play this is that at least this gets covered in New York. It doesn't get covered here. See, the scum Democrat mafia all have the same accountants. Yes, it's like the uh, the Burks father, who used to be the accountant for the union, the Teamsters union. You know, I know he's a Republican here, but it's all interwoven. In the meantime, they all have the same accountants. And what they really perpetrate is fraud. See, they take welfare money and they cook it in their budgets. But sooner or later, people realize good people are fleeing these sewers of corruption, these big cities run by Democrats around the country. We need help from the state government and we need help from uh, the national government. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you hopeful that you get it? I, I'm always hopeful. You know, we say in the Baptist church, I'm prayerful. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mayor. They're all very religious. The pro-abortion, Democrat, Marxist, mafia, gangster, government rulers. They're all very religious. Uh, how's Warnock doing in his $6,000 suit? All the same nonsense. 
Just going off of that last question, that um, $1 billion that the city hasn't gotten yet from the feds was built into the November plan. The city council's been critical that that was put into the plan while they... See, that's what Lori Lightfoot did. Same Democrat scourge, just different accent. They took the welfare cheese and they put it in the budget. Well, unless they get another bout of the Fauci flu... And the pandemic comes back, and we go back into emergency, they start writing checks to these crooked bastards. How are you going to fund it? They have identified $1 billion in tax receipts that was not put into the plan. You mentioned tax receipts before. You know, what do you think of that criticism? I think that's the, you know, that's the best part of this um, form of government. We have these checks and balances. We have these conversations. They have their fiscal. There are no checks and balances, Squirrel. New York is like the sewer of Chicago. They actually have more Republicans. Still no checks and balances. Democrats control it all. And what they need is a good old-fashioned stimulus check. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to be discussing the emergency allotment for the month of December. Guys, I also have grocery gift cards, how you can get some money for the holidays. We're also going to talk about some universal income programs. I mean, and that's how the Democrats scourge stay in power. It isn't because the math they use is accurate. In fact, the math is fraught. The only thing that they can survive on is welfare cheese. Uh, experts, I have mine and the team over there in OMB of, you know, we need to be prepared for the economic tsunami that is coming towards our city. No one is saying that is not true. They are saying, uh, how do we get prepared, prepared for it? We're having conversations with that. Well, this is what you voted for, stupid. So the never Trumpers and the rest of you, this is what you voted for. So now wallow in it. Please wallow in it. An additional $500 per month to almost 4,000 people. And then, guys, of course, we have where some new changes and pilot programs are going on, especially with WIC and TAN. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about all things today. I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. But, yeah, if you want to know about what's going on in the lovely world of EBT, you already know what to do. Stay tuned. Your girls got you covered. Vote Democrat and live on EBT. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I wanna rock and roll all night. Yeah. You're living in the reality of corruption and failure in a Democrat-run hellhole. But I'm in a good mood anyway. The key is to just associate with like-minded people. Don't tolerate this lipstick on a pig from these roaches that would sit idly by as Democrats destroy their nation or think it's a good idea to subsidize failure. And where does the money come from? In all of this welfare roach money, does anybody know where it comes from? Oh, it comes from the good people. Huh. That's not going to last long, is it? But let's go ahead and kick things off in the Windy City. What up, Chicago? Now, Chicago has given out 500 zalas in cash to some residents under their new universal income program. So they are offering $500 to eligible city residents. Now, under this new assistance program, the deadline to apply is like literally, guys, around the corner. So it is approaching quickly. But this is going to be a one-time payment that will be administered via a program called Chicago Resiliency Fund 2.0. So- and this is how you buy complacency for corruption. This is how you normalize the kind of failure and corruption that the Mike Madigan mafia runs on. 
And now you don't care because you're subsidized. If you're on food stamps, family of four, eligible for $936. That's more than people spend who are not on welfare. And that's how you keep a Democrat voting base. And they keep a hoping and a wishing to get one of those railroad government jobs. Not 1.0, but 2.0. Now, they announced this earlier this year, and they said that it's aimed at providing cash assistance to Chicagoans that may have been left out of the COVID-19 stimulus. Um, And then the current round of payments that are geared towards residents that have, like, dependents or even those who are caregivers for adults as well. So... Chicago did a program earlier this year. They have this program. They have another program that's coming out. But eligible residents, you will have to submit like an online application. And then it's going to be that lottery process that they normally do. Now, the winners will have to show proof of eligibility as well as like your residency. Only one application is allowed per household. And then they're going to give out 4,000 winners, guys. 4,000. Yes. So Chicago is doing it big, right? 4,000. 500 a month for a year. Who's paying for that? And who gets it? Do you have to be a citizen, Chalet? Applications are due on December 9th, and then they're going to open up another program in late December. Oh, that's this good one news. will be for like the undocumented residents and domestic workers, according to this. Undocumented residents and domestic workers. You don't even have to be a citizen. 500 a month on top of all the other benefits. That is a lottery. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All you got to do is vote Democrat and be a lowlife. So these are the requirements for the one that closes on December 9th. You must reside in the city of Chicago and you must be at least 18 years or older. And you must have a household income level that falls below 300 percentile of the federal poverty level. 300 percentile of the federal poverty level. That's got to be like 70, 80, 90 grand. If you're a family of two, married, and you have dependents, it's $160,000, squirrel. So basically everybody. They forgot the the best part. All you have to do is vote Democrat for the rest of your life. Turn a blind eye to the the short-in-the-pants Irish mafia. I was in the pool! There's no excuse for your genitals being short. You had to file your taxes in 2019 and claim a dependent that is at least 17 years old or older. And you do claim a dependent that's 17 or older. So you mean you get kids that are over 18, 19, 20, and that's an asset and you get another 500 on top of all the other. You have like income thresholds as well. So I'll put that on the screen. But yes, with this program, guys, apply, apply, apply. I can't tell you any more to apply. Be on the lookout. So Bolo, right? Be on the lookout for the other program that will be coming at the end of December for undocumented residents. Huh. They should bust them all to these sanctuary cities. After all, let it all come out in the open. All the welfare roach Democrats in one area. And we go to the rest of the country where you don't get carjacked. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I love having my next guest 
on because somebody who understands the macro picture affects the micro life, affects your economy. This idea that we can ignore economic fundamentals, principles of property rights, you can't. You cannot ignore it. You can only pretend this economic lie of the American Keynesian government rule is a private economy for so long. And then you start to realize, why is EBT growth? Why is more than 50% of Americans subsidized? And that's without factoring Obamacare. You're probably closer to 70%. Then you realize the Ponzi scheme government's going to have to admit the lie sooner or later. Is it not? After all, December 16th, we're at another debt ceiling. Who's talking about that? I don't know too many people. But then there's me, and then there's E.J. and Tony, and there are people of conscience who understand the ramifications of allowing a corrupt political whore asset of the unions to take over the presidency. Let's bring him on to discuss E.J. and Tony. What's it going to look like when that debt ceiling comes up, brother? Oh, Sean, I am really hoping and praying that this is going to be the one time the conservatives in Congress finally get their act together and they say this is the line in the sand, and they mean it. Because so far, every time they say that, they end up giving in. But there's a lame duck, Democrat, mafia-controlled government. And the reality is these rats are going to kick up more money. They're going to print up another omnibus bill, shove it down everybody's throat before the new Congress can step in. I mean, that's the flaw in the system. We allow these imbeciles who are being thrown out of office who are going to the private sector to become lobbyists, and I don't just mean Adam Kinzinger and the rest of it, and now they get to strap the people with God knows how much crime bills and their laws once this dimwit in diapers signs it, is it not? You know, Sean, if I could get just one constitutional amendment passed, it would be this, and I think it would address exactly this problem. People in Congress, their salary is going to be the inverse of spending and inflation. In other words, the more government spends, the higher inflation goes. The more we, the people, lose, they lose. I'm pretty sure that would give them incentive to not spend like drunken sailors, including in the lame duck session. I'd like that, and I'd also like an amendment that extortion mafia labor extortion rackets can't bribe and own politicians because we're we're faced with the idea that a handful of corrupt union thugs in conjunction with politicians who will orchestrate and mandate mindless profits to the unions who make three times what the workers make the union hierarchy as they have the, the power to shut down our economy. How in the world was this permittable? How can this small band of organized extortion mafia members be able to control the macro ebb and flow of our supply chain? You know, Sean, it's amazing because on the one hand, you feel bad for some of these uh, union workers on the railroads in the sense that they've been locked into contracts and have not gotten raises uh, that they had anticipated because they were promised it by their union leadership. And then they've got just crushed by inflation like so many people have. But then on the other hand, you say, hey, you guys keep electing the same bozos to your union leadership. These are the guys who literally just stabbed you in the back. The deal they brokered was not between uh, you know, the, the railroads and their membership. It was between the, the union leaders themselves and the White House. And it was simply, we won't have a strike until after the midterm elections. It's do, exactly like what Biden tried to do with the Saudis. Do you know, E.J., why I, I, I was talking to somebody over the weekend, and I said, do you know why Biden keeps saying 400,000? 
400000 then you pay more taxes. And, and nobody knows the answer. It is because the organized labor extortion mafia hierarchy, the presidents, the secretaries, the treasurers, and all the rest of it, they all make 350000 That's their compensation package. They'll never pay more taxes, and that's why that number, it doesn't come out of his Irish shoe. It comes out of his Irish crime basket. And the reality is these union hierarchies are the real culprits, but only because they have the complacency of the union members. And this is, you know, this is not a popular topic. This doesn't make me popular, but it's the truth. And the idea that these occupants of this of this uh, occupation know that the scam is this. And they sit there complacently because they don't want to have to be exposed to the reality of actual workforce where you're judged on your performance, your individual performance. They'd rather take the the idea, the safety of this organized crime syndicate that protects them because they are a member of it. And that's my real argument with it. And if we had the way that things are supposed to work, the good workers have all, would have always been getting raises. They would have always been getting promotions, but they would have had to produce. And now you have this operation where you just have to be a member and have two horses on your jacket and you're good for life. And that's what I see the real flaw. And we've allowed them to occupy the most important aspect of our economy, the supply chain. They're in total control. The gangster in me, why not shut it down? I'll shut it down. I'll get three times what I think I deserve. What do you think of that? Oh, Sean, I, I think you just hit on such a key point there when you started talking about the good people in the union workforce. If those people all said, you know what? The hell with this. We can go on our own and we can get a better uh, salary. We can get better benefits because we are better than the average worker. If they all did that, the only people left in the unions would be the truly terrible workers. And then no one would hire a union worker and the unions themselves would collapse. And what you just described is the economy prior to Barack Obama, prior to this asset of Frank Sheeran, the Irishman and the rest of the syndicate. That's what we have in power. And that is why the uptick on union membership is there. And that is why they threatened to shut down one of the only successful producing companies this country has left, Amazon. And that will definitely destroy the productivity of it. Because that's what unions really do. They develop slow, inadequate work that is protected from the the rules of the economy, don't they? No, absolutely. And you need look no further than the teachers union for a prime example of that. You go to many states uh, around the country, a couple of which you were talking about earlier, New York, Chicago. And what do you find? You find the cost of firing a teacher because of the union is so prohibitively expensive that they simply don't fire the, the teachers. They will literally sometimes pay the teacher to come to work and sit in a room where they can read magazines all day and not actually teach children because they can't afford to fire the teacher and they also can't afford the disastrous consequences of allowing that teacher in the classroom. So we have there the- are people there are people who do that literally all day. I'm not exactly Oh I know and that's why problem. teachers or students can't say the word ask. They're morons. But here's the other thing they're protected elitists. The true one percenter is the municipal union worker or the organized labor unions that are protected by government. That's the real one percenter. They're not bound by rules of economics. It's astonishing, but it is also the common denominator and the root of all failure. It is the root of the municipal failure, the county failure, and the state failure. And that's why 
the states where the unions are, are the strongest are the states that suck. But how much more failure has to happen before people pull their head out of their derriere? Oh, I, I think a lot. I mean, look at what Illinois just did uh, with, um, you know, basically enshrining uh, unionism into law in the state. Yeah, I mean, and it we, explains people, why houses are on their, on their ass as far as value, and municipalities are struggling as more and more people, the actual workers who are the target of this mafia, flee. And why shouldn't they? Should they stay? No, not at all. I mean, look, to, just to put in perspective, how bad a shape Illinois is in. And remember, people ultimately vote with their feet, right? If you want to know what people really think about a policy, look at where they're moving to and from. You have about as many people leaving Illinois every year as die there. A couple of years ago, I was one of those people. So, I mean, just, just to show you well, how much stay this is the same. hemorrhaging people. And, you know, this is why I played the Eric Adams clip in New York. This is something that if you really examine this, the saddest part is they've been able to operate the philosophical Marxism that keeps some people there because they make the benefits of welfare so high you almost can't afford to leave. When you're talking about getting food stamps that are worth $1,000 a month, when you now have this ridiculous welfare lottery, another 500 if you know the right guy, and you see us devolving into a Soviet society that few can pull out from. Now, if we had a different Congress that would say, I am not going to let a railroad union implode the entire national economy. In fact, we will make sure that they can never be in this position of power again. You may be able to pull out of it. But we have this this month of turmoil when all of the crooked Democrat roaches can write these ridiculous bills, fund Ukrainian Nazis and labor extortion mafias. They're probably going to do it, aren't they? Yeah, if I had to put money on it, yeah, unfortunately, I'd, I'd say they probably will get away with it. But, I mean, we're still going to fight like hell against it. We're still going to hope and pray it doesn't happen. I mean, we, we're $31.5 trillion in debt. The national debt is more than 120% of the nation's entire economy. I mean, that's something we didn't even let happen in World War II. Again, just for some perspective. Yeah, here, some myth. We have to turn this around. And and the perspective, when you funge out the rate of GDP, we're we're bankrupt now, and we should just figure that and now now recognize how we can solve that and maybe make sure that the dollar isn't secured to government promises and corruption but secured to real assets i believe this is the cure this will stabilize and put the u.s dollar in the position it is something that isn't subjected to political old whores who have sold out their dignity and their nation to unions and communists in china and the rest of it but why isn't there a push by government representatives to say enough of the fiat dollar, which we don't even know how we got to thirty one and a half trillion. We got a trillion in interest, but we're bankrupt. Let's secure the national U.S. dollar. Don't you think there should be some talk about it? No, absolutely. I know there's a couple of, of members of Congress who are interested in getting the nation back on gold and off of government debt, because that's literally all our currency is. Our currency is debt. It's not backed by debt. It literally is debt. And so we have to recognize the fact that, that we are bankrupt. The federal government can't get out of this hole. We, we just can't. I mean, we, we are so incredibly in debt that if the federal government were a private business, there'd probably be a fire there at 4 a.m. on Saturday yeah, morning. Even okay? a government, if it were any other government with a smaller military, there'd be no question they couldn't pull off this scam. The reality is we're economic 
extortionists ourselves, and this is how we've remained in power. But that doesn't mean the good people of this country cannot make certain demands. Now, you could never fasten the dollar to gold because gold would then be $90,000 an ounce. But what you could fasten it to is a combination of things, whether it be natural resources, land value itself. The federal government is the largest landowner. There's a different way to approach it, but yet I hear no intellectual arguments about this. In fact, we've got this nonsense, Republicans are good and Democrats are good and all this bull dung, but nobody wants to talk about an actual fracking fundamental. I mean, how stupid is this nation or how much more dumb do we have to go through? How many more failures before somebody with an IQ over 60 who wasn't taught in CPS wakes up and tells the truth? Well, Sean, I'll take someone whose IQ doesn't begin with a decimal point at this point. I mean, but at the end of the day, the federal government, as you just said, has so many assets. There's no reason why we shouldn't treat government debt like any other bankruptcy. The government can't pay its debts. The government should go into receivership. All of these assets that it has, things like Western lands, things like the CIA building here in D.C. I mean, there's no reason why all these things can't be sold to private buyers to to make up for the difference in what the government owes and what it can pay. I just came from a a meeting, um, guys, uh, smart guys, and we just had a meeting about real estate and all the rest of it. And as they were applying these principles to investments and to the future and to uh, rehabbing and all the rest of it, I thought to myself, in what, what area of government are any of these rules applied? And how in the world have we let this happen? where the government is the largest tenant and the largest landlord. How in the world have we let this happen, where we have debts we choose to pay and use it as politicized, and debts we refuse to collect because we have have you know this foreign policy debacle of corruption? I mean, are there no actual adults that want to straighten this out? Is it just going to be this nonsense lipstick on a pig policy as people are funding terrorists funding not and we have been for 30 years so one day they're freedom fighter next day they're terrorists one day they're i mean it's always really about the financial corruption in our government that leads to the murder and mayhem of millions of people around the world and when are people going to start to talk the truth oh my goodness that's a good question and you know actually to, to that one point you made not only is the government the biggest tenant and the biggest landlord they they're the biggest owner of mortgages now that the Federal Reserve has been gobbling up literally trillions of dollars of mortgage-backed securities. But in, in terms of your question is, what, when is this going to end? You know, it goes back to we have to keep educating our fellows. We have to keep opening people's eyes so that they can see the level of corruption and, and that they can see, look, the federal government can't give you anything for free. They're giving you something, sure, but they're giving something to someone else. And that someone else is getting it at your expense. I mean, if only it was that old-fashioned, you know, you can't do it, you can't do it. But the reality is, we're in Chicago, and they just launched a new program of $500 a month of welfare roaches, and now they got a one launching after Christmas for non-citizens. And doesn't that explain why so many people from around the world are coming here? We're the best liars. No, absolutely. And I mean, at that point, once you get here, why would you not vote for those, those same liberal policies <laughs> That, that are lining your pocketbook. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd have to be a fool not to. Demoralizing, depressing, but ultimately, I do believe that within failure comes truth. And that's the kind of circumstance we have to abide by. And when you live in Washington, D.C., how many politicians 
are you seeing that are starting starting to speak of those principles that really electrified the country and started the move that threw out so many of the corrupt politicians in 2010? Do you, do you think that maybe when you see they're going to sign a new omnibus bill, when you know they're going to fund Ukraine, even though 80 percent of the people don't want them to, do you think that maybe then as the new Congress gets sworn in, the Tea Party or the people of financial uh, understanding who can pass an Econ 101 class will start to speak up? I, I, I do. And, and as we talk to some members elect of Congress, we are getting that sense from them right now. Some of these people really do genuinely have a fire in their belly to take on to take on this fight and to really take it to the the liberal lunacy that is spending this country into the ground. I mean, the other thing, too, EJ, if if if, if the, the politicians are not going to do it, there is a room for smart people. To come up with their own version of a currency, their own version of a of an anchored security that is anchored to oil, that is anchored to gold, that is anchored to land. And I don't care if it's a hedge fund or whatever it is, but you see the demand that people had for cyber currencies and digital currencies. Don't you think there's an opportunity for some smart people to say, look, the world has gone crazy we are going to start to have a principle, and we are going to offer an asset of hedge against corrupt, incompetent governments. Don't you think there's an opportunity here if the government, if our government won't secure the dollar, why shouldn't smart people come up with an asset? People have been doing with Bitcoin. You know, if you look at the, the price fluctuation in Bitcoin, that's due entirely to the fact that the demand has been swinging around pretty wildly. But in terms of supply, that has been rock-steady growth. It has been at a very slow, deliberate pace. And it is engineered that way so that you can't just inflate uh, the currency away. And then also, look look at what Putin has been doing with the ruble. He's increasingly stockpiling gold so that he can effectively have a currency that is backed by that commodity, either that or oil or a combination of both. Ghana just announced that they are going to trade oil only in gold. And, you know, I've been I've been banging this drum since I got the job. If the dollar is doesn't have integrity because of politicians open, notorious, either stupidity or corruption with it, we will lose the standing. And in this country, American spoiled brats have no idea what it's like to live in a country where your currency isn't the asset of the world. And I don't think we can go through that. I think we'll have a depression that'll make the 30s look like an appetizer. I don't think they understand what's what's at stake here. No, no, they, they don't understand at all. There are literally trillions of dollars overseas that are being held there solely because the dollar is currently the reserve currency of the world. And the second that ends, every one of those dollars comes back home, and then you'll see a real inflation. I pray that doesn't happen in mine or your kids' or our grandkids' lifetime, because you will see America become a third-world hellhole. Because, you know, after a certain kind of government, a certain kind of acceptable corruption and fraud that we're witnessing, that we're living through right now, in a sick, sad way, and it kills me to say this, we almost deserve it. In the meantime, we also deserve people like you fighting back, people at the Heritage Foundation. You know how much I appreciate you, your organization, and exactly what you're trying to correct. EJ... Anthony, thank you very much, buddy. Sean, thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. 
He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, it's funny stuff. Funny, funny stuff. The corruption we're used to, the failure we tolerate. Do you think some lawmakers that got donations from FTX's founder should give that money back? Well, I don't want to get into that. As a matter of fact, both sides, Democrats and Republicans, have received donations. So. But come Thank on, you. Ann Esther. You're in charge of the Finance Committee. Can you balance a checkbook the way Paul Pelosi can make a hammer stink? Peter, we'll met. Sean, you got to stop making me laugh before I talk to you. Uh, um, you know, you listen, know about those San Francisco ball peen hammers, Peter? They come with two balls. Go ahead. Uh, it was the it was the Ann Esther one. Never heard that before. Oh, anyway, take a look at an old Sanford and Son, and take a look at Maxine oh, Waters. No, I know, yeah. I know, I know their show. I just never put it together. Fred, you hey, big listen, dummy. I was, yeah. I, I was, I was uh, flipping through channels over the weekend, and. Uh, David Brooks, you know who he is. Yes, I do. Uh, supposed to be a great brain for the Republicans, a uh, writer for what is it, the um, Washington Post? Is it? I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, it's one of he those. Was actually, yeah. He was actually talking about, Sean, and this is mind boggling, that he'd be willing to give up some privacy rights to let the government better protect us safety wise and to. Make sure that the guns are taken away from the right people, blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking, you know, David, uh, the first is, you know, freedom of speech. Second is what? Firearms, uh, the Second Amendment. The right to bear arms Uh, shall not be infringed. Because who David wants to see the guns taken away from isn't the gangster disciples or the people that shot 42 people in Chicago. It's me. Because what David knows is that my guns aren't for self-defense. My guns are are to defend myself against the totalitarian government who would send its Gestapo against me. I make no bones about that. I'm not worried. If it comes to my neighborhood, I patrol my neighborhood with an axe. I don't need a gun. That's that's the whole point, Sean. He's out there saying that we're going to take your rights away but yet, David, we have guns for that very protection against government. And These David doesn't understand the, the dangers in funding a government that was already killing its own citizen in a civil war. David supports yeah. that, though. He doesn't even care. David Brooks doesn't even care that the Azov Battalion or the Tornadoes are Stefan Bandera Nazis from World War II. Doesn't care. So I'm supposed to wrap yeah. myself in his ignorance so that I feel safe? When I know that my government, for the last, since Vietnam, has done nothing but lie to me? In fact, I'd like right. David Brooks to point to a policy that the government has told me the truth on. You know, before yeah. we're but willing to give up all of our rights, I'd like to know when the government told me the truth. But the sad thing, Sean, is he's saying it, and a good number of people out there are going to believe what he's saying. Ah, only and Democrats. And after well, uh, yeah, but take a look at their yeah. wives, they're willing to believe anything. <laughs> Thank you very much, Peter. I mean, I'll tell you what. Have you seen more ugly people? I've been in Illinois too long. Because uh, Pickleface Fauci would be considered an attractive Democrat woman in the city of Chicago. And after all, he represents why I'll never trust government. Never. The Washington Post editorial board had an interesting piece on this recently. I don't know if you read it, but about the secrecy regarding the origins. And it says the world owes those who died. Six million people 
but probably twice that or more to be better prepared in the future. The cover-up is immense and still in place. China should now agree to a full and thorough scientific investigation that returns to Wuhan. Do you agree with that word, cover-up, and intentional I don't know what that distortion? means. No, I, I, it isn't that I agree or disagree. I'm not sure what they're talking about. I- You're not sure what they're talking about, you pickle-faced rat bastard. You know, the other reason it's good for the communists not to have a Second Amendment, you see how the government's killing them now. Oh, you, you want that to believe that's a, that's a benign protest. No, they're just, they're just roughing them up a bit. Fauci is a fascist pig who is sconced in 60 years of lies. Lies. 54. 54 years of lies. That's what Fauci is. Somebody who can't answer a question from a senator. How much money have you been bribed by the very people you're supposed to regulate? Huh? Pickle-faced rat, fascist pig of the Fourth Reich? I mean, if cover-up is not allowing people to come in and look at all the data, that's not a cover-up. That's not being transparent. What? See, I want to know what you were paid since 2008 when Pfizer opened up a research and development lab in Wuhan. I want to know where your money is, pickle-faced rat. To me, well, a cover like the up animals is, being killed no, no, before no. anyone could well, go into the market to investigate again, that. Again, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to. Uh, it's going to be taken no, no. out of context by others for sure. But okay. that's my life. <laughs> Welcome to it. It's it, it, cover up means you know something and you're hiding it, mm-hmm. not being transparent and allowing things open. Wow, is is wasn't it Clinton that wanted to argue what is is? I want to know how a government bureaucrat who's never worked outside of government, is worth $20 million. That's what I want to know, you pickle-faced fraud. David, DuPage County. Sean, how are we doing, brother? Good, how are you, bro? I'm doing very good. Like, like I said, my, my, my question there is very simple. You know, Trump came in under the fact that, you know, he was going to investigate all this stuff and take care of it or whatever. And then John McCain, you know, he, he came back and said, "No, we're we're going to shoot. We're not going to we're not going to go with Obamacare. We're going to we're going to you know." Uh, John McCain also no, also funded what he called the Freedom Fighters, which turned out to be the Taliban. He was uh, the Republican connection in Charlie Wilson's war. Never saw a war he didn't want to fund, and oh. um, he liked Barack Obama and his policies far more than he liked Donald Trump and his. Because John McCain was was a collectivist. John McCain is a government supremacist. Absolutely. And same thing with his daughter. Yeah, I agree. And neither one yeah, of them I'm... can do a jumping jack. Thank you very much, <laughs> David. See, I didn't think I could fit that in, but I did. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. I am 560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know what's funny? Is the call for politeness. The idea to respect offices. I don't do any of that. I don't respect an office that would abuse the citizens in this country, which is supposed to be occupied by representatives who have no concept of being a representative and are very comfortable to be rulers. The problem with the Democrats is not only are they unattractive, of which they are, pick one. They're repulsive. But they, um, 
have this concept that they can dictate what the rules of politeness is as American unalienable rights are violated left, right, and center, as bureaucracies are not just politicized, but weaponized to go against their political adversaries. And I have to hear from somebody who makes Jan Schakowsky look like a swimsuit model. Let me just say this. Uh, from Sheila Jackson it is, Lee. Uh, very well documented that words nowadays can actually uh, break your bones. Words have generated violence. We've seen that. No, they can't, ugly. They cannot break your bones repulsive. Sheila Jackson Lee is not only the dumbest person in Congress, she's clearly in the top running for the ugliest. And this corrupt, fascist pig is going to somehow attack freedom of speech. You see, I get to see it the way I call it. You're not only ugly, you're corrupt, you're crooked, and you're very comfortable being a ruler, almost in the same venue as your leader. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, Sheila Jackson Lee, Maxine Waters, Pelosi, all 80 years old, all crooked and ugly, And all still alive. So the key to health isn't the vaccine or boosters. It's to go to Washington, D.C. We're all rats live for eternity. It's amazing. Where are you on this now? I mean, everybody's always curious. Where is Fauci on the lab leak there? I I have a completely open mind about that, despite people saying that I don't. I have a totally open mind about that. But if you look at the preponderance of evidence that has been accumulated by international group of highly respected evolutionary virologists, they feel, and they've written peer-reviewed papers on that, Mm -hmm. that the evidence strongly points to this being a natural occurrence of a jumping of a virus from a bat to an animal species to human hasn't been definitively proven you have to be stupid enough to vote for a political whore irish short in the pants gypsy asset of not just the unions but the chinese communist party called joe biden that's how stupid you have to be to believe that this jump from a bat to an animal to a dolphin to a frog and then kiss the girl And that's how it spread. It is the greatest weapon of fascism. The greatest weapon of the fascist is COVID. And look at how important this bureaucrat whore is now in America. Whereas four years ago, nobody gave a rip about this fraud. I mean, aside from the people who lost loved ones to his handling of AIDS. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey. I just wanted to see what you thought about this. You know, all day long I've been hearing uh, the talking heads on Fox wondering why it is that uh, Biden allowed Chevron to drill for oil down in Venezuela, but he won't allow drilling here. And it always seemed to me like, you know, the Chinese buy up a lot of our debt. And it, it seems to me like anybody that buys your debt, they want collateral. So the reason for shutting down drilling in our country it's, uh, you know, timber, coal, oil. It's all just collateral to the debt that the Chinese are buying up here. Just China, China owns a small fraction of our debt, a very small fraction. China owns Joe Biden. He is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. His policies will weaken America and strengthen China. That's what he's been bribed to do. And he's working in lockstep. Also, as far as Venezuela comes, where does the Democrat mafia 
and Maduro or Hugo Chavez differ on policy? Where? Can't point to it. Thank you, Lee. Birds of a feather steal together. They're called Democrats. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.